This podcast contains explicit content. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. This is Hardly Focused. Stand behind the flaming garbage cans. We'll be letting you into the store 70 people at a time. Oh, let's just beat him up and take his stuff. No, no, no. Do not listen to that man. Remain calm. You will all have a chance to be gouged. This storm is making people crazy. It's like a hurricane is coming our way. We've all been warm, but we're still Riders on the storm. said there's a storm coming in. I know. Focus, Jack Gill, Nate Fillers, just the two of us today on the podcast, and you can find us at hardlyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube at hardlyfocused.com slash YouTube. Nate, are you ready for Henri to do whatever it is it's supposed to do today? Uh, sure. It looks, it's just, you know, I hate days like this because it's just no sun. I think that's for me is like the worst part. Yeah, it's just it's been dark and uh I mean I, I'm always up late on Saturdays and the Sundays. So trying to wake up at a reasonable hour on Sundays is always a challenge, but uh today was especially difficult just because it's dark. It's raining. And there's a hurricane bearing down on us right now, or a tropical storm. Yes. You want to get technical. Um, but uh, yeah, a uh, tropical storm, Henri, not Henry, but Henri. Uh, hitting, I, I think it's here now. I don't know. It might be coming. It might be here. Who knows? Yeah. Um, looks like we're getting like the tail of it or something. I don't really... Yeah, I'm trying to keep track of it, but I don't know what its track is supposed to be. The thing with these hurricanes, because we never get these. A preface, because you know we're in New England, we're we're you know outside of Boston, Massachusetts, and we don't get hurricanes. We don't. We we get the occasional tropical storm. This is a tropical storm right now, and that's because it's weakened. It's it's hit land, so then these things always weaken. We're also in a region where the water is not warm enough to really sustain a hurricane. So very rarely do we ever actually get like a hurricane up here. I think like the last big one that we had didn't even hit us, but it hit the general, 
uh, region was Sandy. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nine or ten years ago, I think. That was the one that like obliterated New York City. Yeah. Uh, but we did get a really cool benefit concert out of it, though. <laughs> There's always that. That was. I, I mean, I've I've been tr- tr- getting notifications left and right, like crazy storm warnings. And does your do you have an iPhone or an Android? Android. Oh, okay, so I don't know if you get this on the Android, but on the iPhone, you get the emergency alerts. I mean, this is. Oh, good, good, good job, camera. I see it. I see. I think yes. Thank you for the thank you for the weather update. Yeah. So it's just gonna be it's it's just gonna be rain for the next many 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 hours. Yeah. So you can see where I live now. (laughs) Right. 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 Smack in the middle of Massachusetts. Come in and get me. (laughs) Come at me, bro. I'm so rich. Yeah, the uh, the tropical storm is. I mean, it's here. There's been wind. I'm most concerned about the wind. Yeah, same. I I, I don't worry about the rain. I'm not in an area. I mean, knock on wood. Yeah, I'm not in an area where we get flooding. Thankfully, but I'm close to an area where there's flooding. I don't get. I don't. I don't have to worry about the floods. I'm not like on like a. Uh, a hill or an incline. Uh, I would like to think I'm I'm lucky in that regard, but uh, you know anything's possible. Yeah. How much rain are we supposed to get? It's it's like up in the air, isn't it? Four to six inches, I believe. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's just gonna be wet. That's what she said. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess a hurricane hit this region about 30 years ago, and I I was alive for it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, they come and go. Like, I can't. I, I tend to remember the winter storms more. Duh, I mean, we're we're in a region where we're just going to get walloped by winter storms every year. Uh, I mean, we haven't had a, I can't remember the last time we had a significant blizzard. But, um, you know, they always talk about the blizzard of 78 around these parts. But uh, otherwise, we uh, haven't had, we have, like, very strong winter storms. But, um, I mean, I can't remember. Uh, The last time we had one was really significant. I mean, here's the thing about New England weather is it's always bad. If you ask anybody, they're like, oh, so, you know. Just the weather is bad. I mean, I don't mind it. I don't think it's really that bad, but it's like, it's it's just not consistent. And for somebody who has allergies, it, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Can you tell my allergies are bothering me right now? Um. I mean, I just assume that everyone's allergies is always bothering them because mine are always bothering me. Yeah, mine, mine timed perfectly where we start doing the podcast and now like, uh, now my nose is starting to run and my eyes are starting to water and like I can feel I'm in that mood now or or, or mode now I should say where I can feel a sneeze coming on but it doesn't yeah. it doesn't want to actually build up. Yeah, I've had about two of those today. Do you get like irrationally 
or I guess rationally angry if um, you lose a sneeze? It's devastating. I think I get more depressed than angry because I like was really looking forward to it. And it just doesn't happen. <laughs> I just get mad because like. I don't know. For me, it just hurts like it physically hurts if if a sneeze builds up and then it doesn't happen because then it just I can feel it in the back of my nose and then in my throat and in my chest. Again, that's what she said. Uh, so it, and then I just I'm like upset because. You know, after you sneeze, you you have sort of that moment of relief after you sneeze, and you lose that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my allergies, uh, not not yet because it's still August, it's still technically summer. My allergies usually get really bad, like late September, all the all throughout October. Yeah, I took the allergy test and I like trees, animals, like it's like, well, first of all, trees are always, always going to be. So I'm just fucked. Did you see that Shyamalan movie, The Happening? Um, I don't think so. That that was like, the that was the one where spoilers. The big okay. twist is that because everyone starts like killing themselves this thing happens and all of a sudden people start like developing suicidal tendencies and it it's discovered that the plants are spreading it the plants and the wind classic yeah so it's like it's something that you just can't you can't avoid it is that marky mark yeah okay i might have seen it i don't i don't fucking remember movies dude it's such a bad movie uh the, the the best part about that movie is when because John Leguizmo Leguizmo is in it, and when the the like the plant spores affect him, he he gets he climbs into his jeep, and then immediately like pedal to the metal, drives straight into a tree, and then Probably a good move, yeah. And he he survives. The, the impact doesn't kill him. And he's he's he just gets out of the jeep and then picks up a shard of glass from the windshield and then just starts cutting himself. And that's classic the, comedy. <laughs> and that's the last. Two, <laughs> that's the last you see of him in that in that film. Uh, I remember this was in the marketing and then in the actual film itself. Alan Ruck just gathering people into a room and going, "There appears to be an event happening." Well, thanks. You said the name of the film. I don't need to watch it anymore. Yeah. He said the thing. I also, I just, I I went on a sort of a spree of movies I'm never going to watch and looked up the end to uh, a couple of the recent Shyamalan ones. Like, uh, was it, was it Glass? That was the one that it was, it was the, yeah, it was the mash. It was like the Unbreakable and, and Split. Yeah mashup and then old I, I looked up the end to old and i don't know it just doesn't seem worth it movies are a lot of commitment nowadays which is kind of ironic because tv shows are pretty much now the same length as movies are mm. so it's like oh i don't have time to watch this 90 minute movie but i have time to watch this 90 minute show or binge watch you know like you watch binge four- watch Four episodes of a of a show where each episode's between forty five yeah. and 
60 minutes long. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's fine. But like uh, a, a film, what it is with films is, uh, and, I, and I'll preface this by saying I'm trying to call them films now because I was watching that stupid show, This Is Us. And uh, what's his name? Kevin, the actor, uh, the, the kid who, who grows up to be the actor, is auditioning for, I think it was his first audition, and he, he calls it a movie. And the casting director, is he a casting director or the actual director, admonishes him immediately. He's like, excuse me, it's a film, not a movie. So then that made me feel self-conscious for some reason. So now I have to call them films. They're moving pictures. <laughs> They're the talkies. Yeah. Don't you know? Uh, the thing with, with films is that it's, you have to be fully invested for like two hours. And you can't like, if you're watching it at home, obviously you can stop. You can pause. Yeah. But if you're in the theater, you can't do that. And like when I saw the Suicide Squad recently, at one point I, I had to take a piss and uh, I just had to determine like, OK, something something seems like it's this seems like it's a scene where nothing like of value is going to happen. So I can duck out for a couple minutes and come back. And it turns out like something actually happened. So and I missed it. Uh, but with with watching a show and like binging a show and, and going through like four hours of that, I mean, you get breaks you know and it's not like largely it's it depends on the show but like you you can stop in between them I and mean, you don't need to just be sitting you're, you're you're choosing your investment right yeah so uh that's and people are like uh, what was that was it justice league was that the one that came out earlier this year that was like four hours long yeah the snyder cut yeah, and people were like, "Oh, I don't want." I was the same person. I don't want to watch it because it's because it's four hours long. That's that's too long. And people were like, "Oh, you have no problem watching, you know, all, all, an entire season of Stranger Things in one sitting." It's like, yeah, it's different. Yeah, honestly, I started. I, I found this button on my remote. Like, it's like it's this one. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, the. Oh, the pause yeah, yeah. button. Yeah. So I actually found that that if I hit that, then I can go get a snack. Like, <laughs> and there's no big deal. Like, it's just as easy as that. And it doesn't have to be a TV show. It can be a movie. So I actually watched Suic The Suicide Squad right here. And I was like, you know what? I'm 34. Sitting down is a chore. <laughs> So every few minutes I got up and was like, okay, I'm going to go get some water. I'm going to make up something to do to go downstairs and take a break. Yeah. So, well, uh, as long as, you know, the, not again, knock on wood, Henri doesn't, uh, knock power out. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I, I'm in, I'm in the midst of binging several different shows right now. Yeah. So, uh, like? when, I say, when I say binging, I mean, like, once I start watching them, I have to, like, force myself to stop. Uh, I'm watching Criminal Minds, Sopranos, and Scrubs. Ooh. Okay. And uh, have I was, you watched Scrubs before? Not with Scrubs. It's been weird because I've I've watched seasons one 
in two, like all the way through multiple times, because that's me attempting to start the series from the beginning. And then for some reason, I never make it past season two. That said, when it was actually on, I would watch, you know, I would try to catch every episode when they premiered. Uh, But it was was just kind of coming and going. Um, This is my now I I actually started with season three this time around. I'm actually trying to watch through um, the whole series. Like, I know what happens. I've seen like enough episodes. Like, I know I know the whole premise of the show. It's just I would actually like to watch it in chronological order, uh, you know, attempting to do it from start to finish. Um, The only season I can do is that very last season. Which one? The one where they reboot or the one where they like the actual show ends? Like uh, the reboot. Because okay. That one doesn't count. That one doesn't actually exist. So I don't know how you know about it. Cause it just never exists ever. Dude, I hate it when shows do that. Cause Scrubs and Seventh Heaven did that around the same time where they, they had the finale. The show ended. And then for some reason, they decided, hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, we already said our goodbyes, but let's do another season. But, you know, money. Uh, yeah, I have to agree. Um, and, and, and like the cast, I mean, like the, the, both of those shows, it, it only has half of the main cast because the rest of the cast is like, hey, you told us this was over. So we all went and got new jobs. Yeah, it's like Zach is only in it for like three or four episodes or something. Yeah, I think it's Turk. Turk and Dr. Cox are the only two that are in every episode of that last season. Yeah. Which is interesting. I mean, I watched, I watched scrubs. I I'm weird with watching TV, dude. I watched every single episode except for the last episode, because if I don't watch the last episode, it's never over. (laughs) That's like me with video games, dude. Yeah. With with uh, I have this tendency to play a game all the way up until the the end. Like I'll go through like the main campaign and I'll get like right up until the end. I'll have like an hour left of the game and I stop playing it and I never return. But it's not planned. It just happens that way. It's just like I get to the end and um, you know, I'm at the last mission and I I stop and I don't know. I I I had no idea I'm at the end, yeah. but I am. And then. Um, I'll, I'll pick it back up months later and I'll, I'll sort of think to myself, uh, Hey, I'll, uh, maybe I'll start this over from the beginning. And then yeah. I, and then I'm like, no, nah, you know, maybe I'll, I'll try to pick up and see where I left off. And then yeah. next thing I know, an hour later, the game's over and the credits are rolling. I'm like, Oh, that's literally all I had to do. Well, I'm a, I'm just inept. <laughs> I did that with breath of the wild. Only I knew, you kind of know when you're near the end because you do all the things. And <laughs> Breath of the Wild, I had to force myself to like, not like finish, but like I just want like I. It took me so long to get through that game that I just had to. One day I was just like, I'm sitting down, and this is the only game I'm playing. I'm not playing any other game, and I will finish this game. But I made it a point to. Uh, you know, get the master sword and um, uh, get the good ending. I did everything I could, and I got the 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 best ending you could of the game. And I'm like, that's it. That's great. 
I don't want to play this again because I, I accomplished <laughs> I, I, I accomplished something. I took it one step further, unfortunately. I was like, you know what? I have nothing else to do, and this is an escape for me. I'm going to find all the shrines, and I'm going to find all the seeds. What is the... Well, the seeds. Holy, there's like... 900. Yeah. What is... What do you get for doing that? Uh, in all honesty, what what do you get for doing that? Okay, spoiler alert for everybody. You get a golden piece of poo. Nice. That's what you get. What is that? Is that is that a Conker's Bad Fur Day tie-in? You know, I never thought about that, but probably. <laughs> so I guess it's like cuz it says it like it's not just like oh, it kind of looks like shit or anything like that. It says like Oh, what an interesting shape, and it smells bad, too. So it's, like, clearly a piece of shit that you get for collecting all of them. I did a Google search. Uh, oh, yeah. Cinemablend.com. Why a golden poop is a big prize in Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> there you go. Like, uh, I mean, I I wasn't, I knew going into it what what you got. I was. I just wanted to try to hundred percent it. Yeah. Uh, I say try because I got all nine hundred um, seeds. I got all one hundred twenty shrines, and it's and I did all side quests, but it says ninety nine point nine eight percent beaten. And I'm like, I don't really know. I think I still have to find like the treasure chests, which I'm like, I guess I could do yeah. just to say that, well, I'm that close to hundred percenting something. I might as well do it. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm kind of done with the game. I kind of like really am done because this is the second time I've beaten it. I played it on the Wii U and then I got it on the switch. Your switch that you paid a lot of money for. <laughs> the switch that I paid $500 for because during the pandemic, they were all sold out and I needed something to do. Yeah. So I bought it off of one of those sites where people buy like 30 different switches and yeah, sell them for it. twice or quadruple the amount. I don't have any regrets really because that got me through the early pandemic oh yeah i mean mine uh that's around the time animal crossing came out and uh i played a lot of that and that you know kate and i were also going through our, our split around then too so that helps with yeah quite a lot um here's uh from the cinema blend article right here uh, speaking with IGN at this past year, and this is from 2017, mind you. Speaking with IGN at this past year's Game Awards show in Los Angeles, California, game director Hidemaro Fujibayashi explained how and why the team came up with a unique Golden Poop prize after players completed the gargantuan task of acquiring 900 Korok seeds as part of Hestu's gift, saying, quote, We just kind of thought it would be funny to make that a big joke. It's just the backstory, the kind of hidden thing in the game. The whole way is that the Korok seeds are actually Korok poop. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It's pretty good. I mean, I appreciate it. I wasn't pissed at all. I can understand people being pissed. Like the first time you're like, I don't get anything cool. <laughs> like, 
You get something cool if you get all the shrines. What do you get for that? I'm never I'm never gonna do it. So what do you what do you? Okay, uh, another cover your ears, everyone. If you want to know, you get the um, original Link outfit, like oh, the green, okay. yeah. like, and that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, okay. I um, my my only experience with Zelda is uh, the Ocarina of Time, and that was on 3ds. Um, I, bu- I bought that version and played through it. And people are like, oh, that's cheating because you didn't have to. They, they simplified it because of the control scheme. I'm like, the, the game is 99% true to the original. They they left bugs in there uh, yeah. in the 3DS version from the N64 version because they didn't want they didn't want to fix them. Um, yeah. They like they spruced up the graphics. But otherwise, uh, the like because people are bitching about the the water temple. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry that they they you know changed one UI option to make the water temple a little more bearable. I just don't get people so invested in these video games. Like, oh, you know, you played an easy game or you played it on easy mode or whatever. It's like, who fucking cares? You know what the whole point of video games is? To not focus on how shitty my life is. So if I'm playing it and it's making me forget, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's just the era of nostalgia that we live in now, right? Like, we all grew up with these games. We grew up with Zelda. We grew up with uh, Sonic and Grand Theft Auto. And that's in it. Like, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, for example. They, they, they tried to crank out a new one a few years ago, and it was dis- it was the video game equivalent of dysentery. And then yeah. they remade from the ground up. Tony Hawk's one and two, and it was 100%. It was one of the best games I've played in recent memory. Nice. It was so good, and I've replayed it many times. Um, yeah, I remember when Tony Hawk came out, people were like, oh, my God, it's so unrealistic. And it's like, who fucking cares? It's yeah. like, I love the fact that you can do, like, 700 spins and, like, you know, all these stupid things bullshit moves that aren't real you you can like do a grind after you've done like you know what's really disappointing is expecting the um the olympics to be like tony hawk and they're basically (laughs) just doing the safe moves yeah and it's like i get it you don't want to fall during the olympics i totally get it but i'm sure that most people watched were like where are the the 900s and where are like the specials and yeah I, you know, I get it again. I'm going to go with it's a video game. Yeah. So, but I will say that we have a different perspective on video games. I feel because when we first got into video games, they were basically like 30 minute games, but like they made them as hard as possible. We, we were in an era too. Like they were just starting to take off, right? Like it, you know, for me, it was the you know, it was the 16 bitter like that just started. And yeah. and I remember, you know, seeing Sonic Hedgehog 2 for the first time and thinking it was like the greatest thing I had ever seen. So we, we were right. We were on the wave as the wave was taking shape and it only got bigger and better from there. Yeah, uh, I will say, like, the one thing I can't stand is like those first person shooters that. Like, 
I don't I guess like Overwatch and stuff like that. Overwatch is fine. Like Call of Duty, Counter-Strike, like all those ones where like people have played the game for years and years and you just try to like go somewhere and you like get sniped like yeah. every 10 seconds. You're like, by the way, damn it. I refuse to play Overwatch because of the, the whole Activision Blizzard thing that's been going on. Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I have not touched. I have not touched it. And like, I know Diablo 2. You know, which I've never played. I want to give it a shot, but because of this whole Activision Blizzard hodgepodge going on, I just I don't want to give them any of my business or my attention. So yeah, I mean, I already bought it like two years ago or three years ago or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I I had no idea, so I supported them when it was cool to support them. I guess. Yeah, I've got. I'm I'm on the same page as I, I don't want to deal with them. I've got Overwatch. I, I purchased it twice, console and PC. I've got a couple of copies of Diablo three. I've played. I've subbed to WoW. I've done it, but just like I won't do it now because that company is just they're full of shitlords. And Bobby oh, Kotex, definitely Bobby Kotex is a shitlord, and he looks like a shitlord. He Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Activision Blizzard, I swear to God, is the basis for the poop emoji. Have you seen the poop emoji? Like the iOS one specifically. That guy looks like a poop emoji. Yeah, I've seen the golden version too when I got all 900 <laughs> seats. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. And just like taking bonuses out, insane bonuses every year while, uh, you know, the the actual developers are getting sexually, the female developers are getting sexually harassed and QA teams are getting treated like shit and underpaid. Just fuck that guy. Fuck him in his sweater vest. Why is it always like the, the big industries? Like once people get like a lot of money, they basically think they can do whatever the fuck they want. Like I understand you think money is power and everything like that, but like how does money like, how's it translate how's it how's it get rid of your morals like that's i've as somebody who has had money um i i i I still don't get it it's yeah it's it's an it's a power trip it's a disgusting power trip yeah i guess so it's like a yeah when i i the way i say like why why would anyone need that money if i were in that position uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take the money. I mean, I can. I I like having like the idea of a nest egg, and I tr- I'm like trying to have a nest egg. Am I successful with it? Uh I could be better. <laughs> but I try. I try to put money away every week, right? And I and I try to avoid, you know, using a credit card. I try to pay down debts. I I'd like to think I'm living comfortably. Okay. Uh, now, if I were in a position where I was making like a, a lot more money, like CEO money, that'd be nice. But I, I, you know, I don't. I wouldn't buy a mansion. Um, I wouldn't be buying fancy cars because I don't need any of that shit. I'd just be buying little trinkets here and there. Uh, Axe Father kind of gave me that mentality because you know they they didn't. Uh, Axe Father was an engineer and made a lot of money, and it, rather than you know them living in a giant ass mansion they just lived in a in a condo and it's now they just have money because that's he he was like hey we're gonna you know we're not living like frugally but uh they're living in such a way where money just wasn't an issue 
you know they because yeah. they you know they did they didn't find themselves scrambling to um you know all of a sudden pay you know if there's like an emergency or something like that uh that's that's the way i want to live just yeah. just to have that that budget and quite honestly and i'm not gonna like go into too much detail because like, i don't think he'd appreciate me talking about it too much but i have a coworker who's severely underpaid like he's getting just royally fucked for what he is doing and he is a uh a valuable asset to our organization uh i i i, I give him a lot of credit for our recent successes but he is getting just uh like it, this is like the the deliverance rape scene of pay scenarios jeez oh it is so bad and i have and i and i said i do it again this year i tried to do it last year and they told me no when they're like, hey, we're, you know, we're going to give you your bonus, yada, yada. And I was like, give it to this guy. Don't give it to me. I don't want it. Give him my bonus. He needs it. And this year, I'm going to say it again. Don't give me a bonus. Give it to him. Now, if I say, don't give me a bonus, and they just don't give him the extra money, then I'm going to be really pissed off. But, like, I don't need that money. This guy's got a kid on the way. This guy yeah. does more than I do. <laughs> you know, despite our, our difference in positions, my word, the guy's a workhorse. He is absolutely deserving of, of, you know, like twice his salary and he's just getting fucked sideways. And the best part is he's not even working in the radio industry. Wow. So, yeah, that sucks. Um, but because yeah, like I don't I, I'm, I'm fine with what I have right now. I don't I don't I'm in a sp- I'm in a spot right now where I could say. Don't give me a bonus at the end of the year. Don't give me you don't give me a raise. Give it to this person instead. Because yeah. I, I can get by. There are people out there that are more deserving. And I did that when we got the stimulus checks. Uh that I, I donated some of mine. Because I'm like, I don't need it. Good for you. I know why we got it. It was literally to, you know, go out and spend a business and get the economy back up and running, but I didn't need it. Yeah. <laughs> so and I will spoil it for everybody is dude, when you get enough money to live comfortably or even more, it's still not enough. You're like, cause you always are afraid that it's going to go away. So yeah, I, 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 I tell myself, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to have a job forever. Right. I, I might not have my current job forever. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I'm also making sure I don't go nuts because Hey, if I don't have this job forever, then you know, um, I, I, I'm a little hesitant to leave and find another gig because I just I'm afraid I'm not going to make as much money anywhere else that I'm making now. Right. So that's why I'm just sort of yeah. Uh, like I'm not like I said, I'm not going out and going nuts with things. I, I recently I, I spent probably about like a thousand dollars or something just building up. You know, it was, it was Kate's room in the house. You know, we, we have a three bedroom house. Now I have a three bedroom. It's my house now. Three-bedroom house. One room is a bedroom. Another room is a studio that I'm in right now. Kate's room, it was supposed to be an art studio, but you walk, and she, I think she used it, I, th- I, think, I think I saw her paint something in there once. But otherwise, it was just bookshelves filled with books and, and collectibles and figures, and it was just sort of like a, you know, a room she could go and just hang out and read. Well, she's gone, and uh, we finally cleaned out that room. She took all of her stuff, and I'm converting it into a game room like a, a half living room. 
all I need at this point is the couch, but I've got, uh, you know, uh, I've got a TV in there, a nice brand new 50 inch TV. I've got, I'm moving up the video game consoles. Um, I'm just making it, it's, it, it can double as a second bedroom. Like if I have a guest stay over, but otherwise, um, it's just like a room to go hang up. And that, you know, it was an inve- a financial investment, but it's like, yeah, for a long-term thing, I don't want to sit around with an empty room in my house. Yeah. So put a pinball machine in it. If I now this is, I would see uh, you know uh, an entertainment center, a TV, I would and a, and a couch. I would see those as necessities. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really want one of those. Uh, you, there's a the company that makes the arcade cabinets now. They're like re-releasing arcade cabinets, but oh, they're yeah, yeah. they're like a quarter of the size. Uh, the Simpsons game. Oh yeah, they're coming out with that, but it's like five hundred or six hundred bucks, and I'm like, I don't need that. I want it. I don't need that. So um, I know what you're getting for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have six hundred dollars. Uh, he got me. So that's the <laughs> that's the thing. It's yeah, I was lucky you know i'm glad that i had the foresight when i did have money to be like it's not gonna be forever because that's what's been carrying me over yeah so well i'm glad you had the foresight they took mine off when i was born oh yeah i mean i've i've heard that that's good too (laughs) okay well, uh, on the show today, we got a, <laughs> oh man, we got a lot. Will we get to any of it? Uh, Jeopardy host, executive producer, Mike Richards, uh, quit after one day because he is a piece of shit and we will talk about why he's a piece of shit and I have audio of him being a piece of shit. Uh, we will talk about things that we can do now because we are vaccinated trying to uh, enjoy the company of others in safe settings. Uh, We have Elon Musk uh, building Skynet and a whole lot more coming up on this episode of Hardly Focused. So please stick around. You are listening to Hardly Focused. Uh, on the topic of maniacal uh, individuals. <laughs> Dude, you sounded like Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. <laughs> Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. Don't try to ever do that again because that was like a spontaneous <laughs> thing that was just perfect the way it happened. Hardly Focused is available to enjoy on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. You hear me say that at the beginning of every podcast. Well, we made it super easy for you to follow the show. Find the best option for you at hardlyfocused.com slash subscribe. This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. Let's begin the show by starting it. Welcome to Hardly Focus, Jack Yell and Nate Fillers. You can find us at HardlyFocus.com on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube at HardlyFocus.com slash YouTube. Very quickly, the band Quicksand released a new album just a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of it right now, uh, but it is absolutely fantastic. And uh, that's who this band is playing right now. So check it out on Spotify, man. It is so good. That's it. This is their fourth album Total is a band 
Um, their seconds in about four or five years. And then before that, the last thing they put out was in 1995. So uh, check that out. What is it? Distant populations. Thank you. I thought that's what it was called, but I didn't want to say it. I just, you know, just happened to remember, you know. Thanks, Nate. (laughs) You're a good egg. That's why I like having you around. Thanks. Uh, Mike Richards uh, is the executive producer of Jeopardy. Uh, He was the executive producer of The Price is Right. He has the worst eyebrows I've ever seen. He has a lisp. And uh, he is just a piece of shit. And on. Uh, he was named as the host of Jeopardy following the passing of Alex Trebek. Uh, we lost him at the end of last year, 80 years young. And the search was on for a new permanent host of Jeopardy, as, as you probably know. The contenders were Ken Jennings, who, you know, was famous because he he won a lot of money and won several games in a row uh, about 20 years ago. Uh, And then uh, LeVar Burton. Because it's LeVar Burton. Yeah. But they did a period where they had guest hosts. And um, Mike Richards was one of the guest hosts, but they had, uh, you know, Dr. Oz, who's also a donkey. Uh, Mayim Bialik, who uh, was named as the host of like the, the, if they do like the, a prime time special ones. Yeah. 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 So she's going to do that. She did a fantastic job. She's also a neuroscientist with a PhD. So, um, you know, she knows her shit. So they finish up the round of guest hosts and uh, I, I remember getting a notification that said, it was from like CNN or something that said, uh, Mike, executive producer Mike Richards, in quote, advanced negotiations to take over as host of Jeopardy. And I'm looking at that and I didn't like, I, I, I didn't really pay attention too much to the uh, who was hosting. And I see Mike Richards. I'm like, who? Like, who the fuck is Mike Richards? Like, Michael Richards, the, the racist who was on Seinfeld? No. No. <laughs> Different. No, some some beanstalk looking douchebag who uh, is a douchebag. So then they announce that Mike Richards is now the host of Jeopardy. And immediately people are pissed. They're pissed for various reasons. They're pissed because they just spent months doing the guest hosts. People who were under the impression that they were auditioning for uh, the role of host for Jeopardy. Uh, some some of them are just doing it because they're like, hey, you want to be the guest host? Others were like, hey, I would like to do this so I can become the host of the show. Uh, people, especially LeVar Burton, really want LeVar Burton to take over. Now all of a sudden this jabroni comes in that nobody knows and he's, he's uh, named as the uh, permanent host again alongside Amy Farrah Fowler. Um, I would say that her... Her getting the role is well-deserved. I would love to see her take on that role permanently, but she's got her commitments, you know, are preventing her from doing that. So anyway, come to learn that Mike Richards, being the executive producer, effectively named himself the host because he has that power. He decided he was going to be the host of the show. Never mind all these people who came and, and actually auditioned for it. 
he he did the Thanos and said, I guess I'll do it myself. Uh, I read that back in 2007, when Bob Barker retired from The Price is Right, Mike Richards auditioned for the role of host and was it was effectively described as a fanboy who really wanted to be the host of a game show and failed miserably at their audition. And I can kind of see that watching clips of him when he was guest hosting Jeopardy. It's, it's, it's like in his mind, it's like he's doing the show in his mind and in his mind, he's great at it. And he's the, he's the greatest host in the history of television and you watch it and it's just it's milk toast. It is watching paint dry. It is uh th- there's no value to it. It's not exciting. It makes it makes it boring. Uh it, there's something about Alex Trebek. Maybe it's just because the guy was a million years old and like generations grew up with him and knew about him, but he was just he brought a sense of warmth and respect to the show to the players, to the concept. And, 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 like, it made you want to watch. Mike Richards makes you want to turn the television off. He was better than Oz, though. I mean, Dr. Oz, that that's like... Uh, he's like Dr. Nick on The Simpsons. He basically... Yeah. It's, it, like, Dr. Oz, I'm convinced, just, like, purchased his medical degree from... Uh, a cereal box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, that's, a, that's I guess, the nice thing about, like, guest hosts. It's like when uh, when Craig Ferguson left um, the Late Late Show. I mean, James Corden was going to take over. Like, we knew that was already announced. But they did a transition period where they had, they intentionally had guest hosts. And some of them were good. Some of them weren't. But you knew it was only going to be a temporary thing. Uh, it's like that with Jimmy Kimmel right now. I think I, Kimmel's on vacation this summer, so uh, you know Anthony Anderson is guest host. I think uh, Sean Hayes is guest host, and it's like if they have these guest hosts, you know, some of them are not going to be great, but if they're only contracted to be there for a couple of weeks, then okay, that's fine. That's that's how long we need to endure them. And it was sort of that deal with Jeopardy. And if we only had to endure Mike Richards for a week or two weeks, then fine, so be it. Yeah. But then this guy decided that he was just going to give himself the title of host. So there was that backlash initially. And then what followed was what happens now. Anytime someone is announced as like the host of something, they, they end up taking over for someone else. They get they get a, a very coveted position or job title in the public eye. Uh, and this is this is the thing that we're just going to have to endure now for the rest of our lives is the past. Yep. There's always a history. And I wish people would just understand. I really wish people would understand that everyone has done something terrible in their lives. People have demons in their closets. Yeah. People have said dumb shit. They have done dumb shit. I have said dumb shit. I have done dumb shit. Both on 
both on this podcast and off this podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, my my uh, relationship with Kate fizzled because of dumb shit. Not not entirely because of dumb shit, but because of dumb shit. People say and do dumb shit. It's called being human. What's important is taking accountability, uh, mm-hmm. acknowledging what you did, learning from your mistakes. Let's look at James Gunn, for example. Said dumb shit. Immediately took accountability for it. Basically got a reprieve. Yeah, he got fired. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. But he got a reprieve. And he was, you know, the, the, the higher-ups at Disney said, hey, you know what? It sounds like you're not going to do this again. It, like, you understand the gravity of the situation. Yeah, we'll give you a second chance. Because people people know now. I, th- I think a lot of it, too, is people realize. I mean, you can look at it a bunch of different ways. I think for instances where, like, it comes out that people have said and done dumb shit in the last 10 or 15 years. Like that guy who was supposed to be on SNL that, uh, you know, got oh, yeah. fired. Like immediately. Yeah, because that guy, he he was like, his way, he's like, well, I'm, if you were offended by this, then I guess I'm sorry you were offended by it. Like, Yeah, he, that was his apology. He handled that poorly. He, he effectively was mocking people for being offended at him. Okay, yeah. then you you deserve everything you get. But if, if someone else comes out and says, hey, I recognize in the last 10 to 15 years that I said and did something dumb and it wasn't PC and I shouldn't have done it. Like if they actually show some degree of accountability and in some evidence that they've learned from it and they're not habitually doing it all the time, then uh, great. Yeah. And I wish more people had that mindset because I still feel like people are canceling, like holding things over people. Like, yeah, there's... Of course, there's always a line and for everybody that line's different, but you have to imagine how like that's impossible to like manage when you're doing entertainment. Like some people are okay with this. Other people aren't like you can't like be perfect for everybody. And like with with CK. All right. I know what he did was gross and I know what he did was wrong. And I'm not saying like, you know, big deal. He asked for permission and they said, yes, you know, no, he abused his power. Yeah. And he he knew what he did and he owned it. He said, yeah, I fucked up. Uh, I did a really bad thing. And like, I'm sorry. He, you know, he's been owning it still. Um, Does that you know, mean that we can forgive him. Some people know, I think everybody should just move on. And I like, there's, there's a line of course. And that line always confuses me because like, especially in like the music industry, there's a band that you really like. And the lead singer does something like really, really, really fucked up. And you like, like the worst thing. And you're like, well, do I hate the music now? And you have to like question like what the line is. So like my question to you is like, how do you decide where to draw the line between art and the artist? Like, right. Like Michael Jackson. Um, recently, I found out that uh, the lead singer of Mindless Self-Indulgence is being accused of some pretty gross stuff. Yeah, but isn't that dude's um, last name like urine? 
Well, that's a stage name, yeah. yeah I mean, you expect nothing less from Jimmy and Urine. If, <laughs> and if you listen to his lyrics, you're like, well, that checks out. Right. Of, of course, but like you think that like he was just being edgy, but then you're like, oh shit, he actually is really it's the same, gross. Well, it's the same thing with Marilyn Manson, right? It's the same yeah. exact conundrum we had with Marilyn Manson. Yeah, exactly. I, those are two good examples because it's like, well, mm, fuck, because they're really bad. And I really don't appreciate them because like, again, I think it comes down to them owning it. But like when it comes to, I don't even want to say what they did. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to that sort of thing, underage certain things. Um, yeah. That's that for me is that's the line there. There's usually like their personal lives. You don't learn a lot about their personal lives until the controversy happens. Yeah. Those who are open about their personal lives, though. I guess you'd really have to examine it and see, you know, is, is there really evidence of what they're like outside of, um, you know, outside of, of their persona. Right. And I like I. I yeah. I think Weird Al might be a really bad example here. I'm just kind of like going off the cuff here. That's fine. I mean, you, you know, you've heard Weird Al's music and you've seen what he does and it's just bizarre and hilarious. And I know, it, you know, it riled some people up back in the 80s when it was, you know, when he was at his height. But Weird Al seems like a genuinely nice guy. He does. I actually like I I remember at the radio station talking to him on the phone because they're doing an interview and uh, he actually like the uh, publicist, whoever he was with. Uh, asked me what my name was related to him and he was actually like good morning jack nice to talk to you how are you and i'm like holy shit weird al is actually like talking to me and called me that's by my name that's really cool yeah yeah he's he's a cool guy yeah so i i, I feel like that is as long as i'm not talking out my ass and there's some horrific scandal that i'm blanking on it seems like someone who's just like outside of uh their persona a genuinely nice person like isn't it like with his parodies like he actually like will reach out to the um because like he did a parody that he, like he didn't do this until someone got mad at him some other figure got upset with him over a parody where he actually like contacts the subject of his parody to like discuss it with him and sure it's like hey i don't have to do this because no like, he doesn't yeah he's like he he's chooses, protected yeah but he, he still does it. it yeah because he he he, he doesn't want to uh, he doesn't actually want to offend anyone. He just he wants to make sure that like, hey, I, I want to ri- I want to riff with you and I want to rib on you, but as, as long as you're okay with it, yeah. So I'd like to think is again, as long as I'm not uneducated in in thinking of or not thinking of like something horrible that he has done. That that's like my example of someone who knows how to separate their uh their work from their personal life, but like others, um, uh. Other people just don't know how to do that. And uh, yeah. so so with Mike Richards, the thing. So, again, it was people were pissed because just of the whole nature of the scenario where there's obviously other individuals who are much better suited to host a, a show like Jeopardy. But then uh, also finding out that he just kind of gave himself the role, but then finding out that he has a history of just being a douchebag. Uh, with sexual harassment lawsuits and, and being a sexist and uh, the the thing that people are pointing out in, in the ringer.com 
did a whole rundown on this and and had clips of, of audio. Uh, Richards did a podcast called The Random Podcast, and random spelled uh, R-A-N-D-U-M-B. And uh, I guess that a lot Clever. of... Hell, I guess he said a lot of things on that podcast that uh, were brought up and surfaced and uh that's largely what fueled now the the moral campaign to have him removed from his post uh so variety.com writes mike richards out is jeopardy host amid cascade of scandals uh richards who is also the executive producer of jeopardy according to the article saw his hold on the job undone with astonishing speed after unflattering and downright ugly details surfaced about his past conduct and statements he made on an eight-year-old podcast series. I do want to mention, too, that it, people, when I, when I was saying that, like, it's it's things that have come up in the last 10 to 15 years, because I really feel like within the last 10 to 15 years, that's when people really harnessed the power of the Internet and the power yeah. of social media. Because back then, and I will attest to this, back then we... we uh, you know, we knew that, quote, the Internet is forever, but we didn't realize to what extent, right? Like, we didn't realize how how easy, easy it would be to keep records of, of these things. Yeah, that's a really, really good point, because I think slowly we're starting to learn, like, how, how far back this goes. Yeah. The article says, uh, Richards will... Remain the show's executive producer in episodes that Richard shot this past Thursday on his first and only day as Jeopardy permanent host will run as scheduled to start off the new season on September 13th. Man, I hope there's like no big fanfare that they did making him, you know, announcing him and, and having him start as a permanent host. Like T-shirts and mugs. And- uh, I hope they edit all that shit out and just treat it as him being the guest host. God, that's gotta, that's gotta be awkward. <laughs> Your first yeah. day, you film a handful of episodes and then like, hey, guess what? I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not actually yeah. the host. Uh, article continues. Richard's hasty exit as host came a day after the Anti-Defamation League called for an investigation after a report surfaced in The Ringer that Richards made disparaging remarks about Jews, women, and other groups in episodes of the comedy podcast The Random Show, recorded in 2013 and 2014. In the podcast, Richards had asked his female assistants uh, and his female co-host whether they had ever taken nude photos, or in his words, booby pictures. Uh, Here's the audio from uh, Courtesy of the Ringer from The Random Show. Of Mike Richards talking about booby photos. Well, okay, let me ask you a question. Okay. Have you ever taken a nude picture? I'm not answering that question to you, Mike Richards. Answer it right now to your fans. <laughs> have not, you? I mean, I've, no, I haven't. Yes, you have. I have not like naked. I've taken like cute pictures of myself that I thought what does were that cute. What I does that mean? What does that mean? I thought I was like so cute. <laughs> like booby pictures? What are no. we looking at? Like booby pictures? Yeah, I think. There's a there's such a line between like when you're making somebody uncomfortable and it's for comedy and like when you're being silly for comedy. And I think it's really hard. It's really hard for a lot of comedians to realize when they're making fun of something or making somebody uncomfortable and when they're actually creating like a joke environment like 
it's it's difficult and i'm trying to figure it out myself because i'm going into that world of comedy where i'm like what can i say like what what does this joke mean and for him the the basis of that could have been a joke but the point is is you could hear that she was uncomfortable with him asking that and it's really unfortunate that like it's awkward when you're put on the spot and your reaction is to be like, <laughs> this is so awkward. You you laugh and then they're like, they're laughing. They're, they're okay with it. Yeah. Um, and I, as opposed to they could, uh, it's, it's impossible to do, but it, you almost wish like myself included, I've been put in those situations where people have made me feel uncomfortable. I wish I had the power to be like, Hey, that's not cool. So. yeah and it's impossible because you're in the it moment is. and it's awkward and you laugh because you're like huh because because uh. I, I would like to think that now i i know we'll check with you know everyone on this show you and and mike and ack and confirm like if there is ribbing going on hey were you okay with that yeah, because in the past and for a long time on this show, because of, you know, the influences that I had way back when I thought it was funny to do that. And I was under the assumption that everyone that was like, hey, it's just it's it's for the show. It's all in good humor. It's you know, I don't mean yeah. it. And then listening back to that and finding out like, wow, not only did I come across as a total asshole, I am I would not be surprised in the least if everyone thought I was being serious. And there yeah. were there were some events that culminated in in people like getting really upset, and there was also like it's also because I, I'm I'm trying to communicate better with people too because there's also no communication that happens, and if someone's like upset with you know a joke that I make or um, comments that I make, like hey you know you know what would really at least sway me in the direction of never doing that again, bringing it up and saying something, yeah. And when people don't bring it up, if people don't address it, it's just going to keep happening and it can, yeah. and it's going to get worse. And I'm speaking as someone who's been on both ends of it. So, yeah. um, and then when someone finally brought it up to me, I'm like, okay, well, Hey, I won't do it again. And I make it a point not to, because it's not healthy. No. Uh, so, and that's, and I don't know if I know nothing about this, this podcast this random show. I know nothing about it. I don't know if the co-hosts were, uh, you know, in on the in on the joke. If if there was any discussion that happened before or after about this stuff, uh, but regardless, because it's there, uh, it's it's what's come to light, and it's this is you know sort of the same thing like with Shane Gillis, the the guy whose name I can never remember. It just I just happen to remember it just now, nice. where he was on a podcast and said a bunch of now his shit was just like borderline racist. I mean, it was just like. Oh, yeah, he, he was. I heard what he said. I mean, he's like making fun of like really Asian bad. people, I think. Yeah. And that's number yeah. one rural radio. You never make fun of Asian people on the radio. But uh, it, it also no accountability. So uh, as far as I know, I mean, I know that when Richards effectively said he was stepping down, it was because uh, he's like, hey, you know, uh, things have come to light and I'll be too much of a distraction. I think he might have apologized, but it it was just sort of like. If he did, it wasn't. People don't really seem swayed by it. They don't. They they they're not like. Uh, I know Sony said, "Hey, we're you know pleased with his decision," but 
other people aren't like, hey, well, you know, maybe he learned. Maybe he's not such a bad guy after. I haven't heard that. I haven't seen that. And I think people would actually be crazy to say something like that. But uh, so we, we had Richard saying booby pictures. And now here he is. Here's some more audio from his podcast um, where he uses the terms booth ho and booth slut. Here we go. And to the point to where Beth got a job being a, was it a booth hoe? Is that right? At at CES? a booth babe. I don't think they use the word hoe for that. What is a booth babe? A booth booth slut is someone who dresses up in very provocative clothes. I was in a Uh t-shirt. Well, (laughs) she was in a a white t-shirt contest. You know what this is, Nate? It's, it's. He, he's trying to be a shock jock. He's trying to do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. He's tra- he, he, he's just trying to do like, a, you know, an edgy podcast. He's trying to be funny. This is the same shit that we do. But here's the difference. I'm not gunning for, a, a, you know, the role of host on a reputable uh, game show that's, you know. Net. it's Yeah. Well, it's intended for, you mm-hmm. know, intelligent people. You know, I... <laughs> <laughs> this is the same shit that we talk about. This is the same stuff that we have said. But yeah, um, yeah. But you know, we also know what our limits are, and we know we know where that line is and where not to cross it. It's complicated for me because, like we were talking about before, it's like the role of a comedian is to find that line where you know to say things that people aren't comfortable talking about, and to see how far you can get past that line. Um. So it's pretty much the job of a comedian to do that, to say what people are not always comfortable saying. And, you know, but at the same time, it's like there's this mindset of like, okay, no one has a perfect past. And like we've all said and done stupid shit in our past. Yep. And it's just so overwhelmingly complicated to decide whether or not it is deserving of being stripped of your title. Because if you're on one side where those sorts of things offend you, which rightfully, um, you're going to feel some sort of like, like dopamine release in seeing that they have been stripped of their title. Whereas if you are more like a joke's a joke kind of person, you can be more like, okay, they're taking this way too far because if we constantly cancel people who have never, you know, we're only going to hire people who have never done anything ever. Like, how's that going to work? So I think there's like two sides of the equation and I see both of them. So I'm, completely conflicted on where I stand in this matter, which is why I always want to talk about cancel culture, not because I feel strongly about one side or the other, because I honestly cannot decide. I feel like some days I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck Ellen. She was piece of shit. And then I'm like, well, you're a hypocrite because like also CK was a piece of shit. And you know where it's so hard for me, man. It's like, it's, because I'm I'm trying to do comedy too, and I get it. Like, I you you want to say things that make people uncomfortable sometimes because people don't talk about those things. Yeah, 
it's it's account it, it's accountability it really is it's, yeah because like if you look back at ellen ellen did like a whole thing where she was like effectively playing the victim card like she's on tv and she's oh yeah that was that. bullshit yeah that's when you play the victim card or you do the kevin spacey where you're like address oh, God, that, oh. you're addressing all these allegations and then turn around and make it about yourself that was so creepy when he was like i'll be back because you need me yeah it's like oh like yeah i take these allegations very seriously also i'm gay like fuck you dude no talk about yeah. t- t- and, and even like a band that I very highly respected called Beach Slang. I loved that band. And then it turns out that the front man was a manipulative asshole piece of shit um, that uh, emotionally abused their tour manager, who's an absolute sweetheart. And uh, when that came to light, when she called him on it, and James Alex, like, all of a sudden disappears and they shut down all of their social media accounts. Their record label drops them. And then like his, they, they release a statement. And I think it was like his wife wrote it where effectively there was no acknowledgement made towards the tour managers, no apology. There was nothing. It was all about him. It was all about uh, it, effectively playing the victim card. There was no like taking ownership of what happened. Instead it was like, he he's bipolar. He needs help. He he's on suicide watch now because he tried to hurt himself. Like okay, but what about the manager? What about her? What well, you know? What are you gonna say about her? Because like this is people don't just throw this shit out. It's a very serious allegation. Yeah. So uh, it's, here's it's it's complicated. Yeah, for sure. Here's one more clip of uh, Mike Richards on. Um, is uh oh no you know what I, oh i do okay uh here's one more clip of mike ripper mike mike douchebag <laughs> on his uh, i can i can speak uh on his podcast talking about frumpy overweight swimsuit models here we go everyone's gonna wear one pieces and look really frumpy and overweight yeah now uh that's so funny because no one's overweight, but but they all look right, terrible the, in the picture. Yeah, they look fat and uh, and like not good in the picture. It's bad. Oh my god, you, you look great. Hilarious. You look like a Sports Illustrated model, and then you've got One Piece Malones on either side of you, <laughs> which are like, just horrible. I can't wait to meet my roommate because she's literally gonna be like walk up to you in like a bag and be like, "Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, I'm what's wearing up? a smock. I'm wearing a smock, and I'm gonna give her a smack. You ready for some news? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's he's trying to be funny. He's trying to be edgy. Honestly, I'm thinking about it's not realistic in the least, but I've been thinking about this. If I was ever in a position where I became a public figure and people like, hey, someone's like, hey, you want to do you want to do this thing? You want to take on this thing? Honestly, dude, I'm going to say no, because I'm like, hey, I'm I'm sure in the 10, 15 years I've been doing podcasting, someone somewhere has audio of me saying something stupid. And I'm and I will and I'm I'm fully willing to attest and admit that that it's I've done it and I, does I'm not that mean you don't deserve anything in the future. That's where I that trying to figure that out. that's why I'll argue because I also say that listen to, you know, listen to the last if if you have audio of something that we said and did in 2009 or whatever, then listen, find something that we said or did in the last five years because we've changed. We've changed our tone because we know because people have brought it to our attention already. Yeah, and that's what learning is. Yeah. And that's that's my problem with all this is if we get to a point where we're afraid to say anything, 
then we're never going to move forward and we're never going to learn. Yeah. We're, we're always going to be in a state of like, what is okay and what is not okay. I think when you put out an opinion that's bad, I think that's fine if you learn from it. Yeah. But if you are just completely put up this complete wall where no learning happens, I don't think you should be able to put out an opinion if you're unable to learn. Right. Because I think that when you put out an opinion and somebody like confronts it with enough evidence, they're not just like, because I say so, Yeah. but with enough evidence that you can't look at it and be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I can see your perspective. You know, I think that's the difference, but I feel someone like you who has said things, I mean, Yes, I'm going to say it was not saying that it was right, but in 2009, we talked differently. We yeah. said different things. We were young. We were, you know, we thought we were being funny. It's just like, uh, and yeah. I'm not saying this is acceptable and this is uh, exonerating anybody, but it's like, look at back when we were in school and like, oh, you're gay. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Because we thought we were really fucking funny and, uh, not realizing what the impact was of, of some comment like that, where a few years ago I get a text message from someone with whom I'm no longer associated messaging me. I'm like, Hey, that there's that band, the 1975, you like them, right? I'm like, and I respond back. I'm like, yeah, I love them. They're great. And then I, yeah. the response back I get is you're gay. And I respond. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do? Why would you just text me out of the blue to ask me a question and respond with you're gay you're in your 30s dude like that's pretty bad what the fuck and they and they're all like oh i didn't i wasn't trying to be i was just joking just joking you were just joking what the fuck that yeah, is that's... everyone's that is the go-to response for someone who is a toxic uh, scourge of the earth piece of human sewage I think if you say the uh, the phrase, I'm joking, I think you need to go into how. Yeah. Like how it was a joke. Like, because I, I would be curious to know what their mindset is. If like, you if you say something like that and follow it up with, oh, I'm joking, I was kidding. Step in front of a moving vehicle. And I'm not kidding when I say that because you don't deserve to be someone who is taking up valuable resources such as oxygen. That is just the behavior of a terrible person. And now, they're not going to learn from it. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. It's, but, it's, one, it's one thing if you're like 16 years old because, okay, yeah, you're still a kid. All right. You're going to learn the hard way if that's what you're going to continue doing growing up. But when you're an adult and you're in your 30s and you have a family and that's what you're saying and communicating with people, God. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, that's extreme. Now I'm now yeah. I'm crossing the line. But that's because we don't need people like that. We don't it's, need people like that. See, I'm in a position to say, like, could you go somewhere else? Like, just go to a different fucking planet or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Because I I am always like on I feel like I'm always walking on eggshells or whatever the fucking expression is. Like, yeah, sometimes I'll be tired and I'll forget. Like, OK, there's some things you can say and some things you can't, which I'm not saying like. You know, I'm going to censorship this and censorship that and cancel you this and cancel that. But like, I used to say, like, I'm retarded. I used, like, to, I say used to say too. that 
I used to say that like all the time because for me, that meant like what the the word means to be slow, like to slow, you know. And somebody came up to me and was like, "That really offends me," and I never said it again except for right now. That's the first time I've said it, <laughs> and yeah, I, I get it. Like to say like that's gay about something that you know yeah and that's what i want is someone to call me out and tell me like hey what you said was awful it was terrible i don't like that i'm like okay i won't ever say it again now granted this is me after just going on a tirade and saying that you know hypothetically speak speaking someone should off themselves for right being terrible but that's i i don't have time for people like that and i in in all seriousness those people should go to hell but really yeah it's very yeah. emotional because it, it it gets to the frustrating part and it goes back to the thing where it's like it's so much easier to be angry and to say things in rage as right. opposed to when you're like depressed or anxious or anything like that right i don't i don't wish nor would say things like that to people who actually understand what it is they said and did and and like immediately take account and i don't i'm not the kind of person to be like i demand an apology no yeah no that's that's the shit that like when i was growing up with my mother being fucking verbally and emotionally abusive to me on a daily basis and then if i if i showed any any hint of even snapping back uh ultimately call i demand an apology like really like you, you just yeah. fucking called me fat. Like you, you're, you're, you're making fun of things that I enjoy, and then when I show any sort of uh, uh, displeasure, or anger about it, then all of a sudden now I'm, I'm insolent, and now you demand an apology from me. So now, like, I don't do that. I don't go to people and say, like, you know, when this person texts me and just out of nowhere just to tell me that I'm gay because of, a, of a, a band that I enjoy. Uh, I'm not gonna be like. Yo, that was really shitty what you said. I demand an apology. Like, no, I'm just going to say that was really shitty what you said. If someone owns up to it and apologizes and then actually shows that they uh, offended someone and they're going to learn from it, then, okay, cool. I respect that. I might still be upset about what you said, but I can respect someone understanding the impact that it had and moving on. But if someone's response to something like that is, oh, I was just kidding, and they don't apologize... And they, they get continue doing it. Yeah, and they get defensive and try to justify why they did it. Then, again, step in front of a moving vehicle. Because at that point, you're just going to do that to other people. You have a family. Do you do that to your kids? Do you say that shit to your wife? Do you say that to other people? Like, one day, you're going to say that to the wrong person, and they're going to knock your lights out. And that's fine. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. So anyway I'm, I'm happy that... Um, Mike Richards isn't uh, hosting Jeopardy anymore. That guy sucks. I'm surprised you haven't said like, like a dick joke, like Mike Dick. <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's something there. I, there I were, mean, there are tons of people that were good, and yeah. I think like there are plenty of other people that could. I mean, I was surprised by Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Was it the football yeah. guy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched a lot of Jeopardy to watch the different hosts, and he was good surprising I, I really liked i was actually really surprised that uh uh lavar burton people were saying that like his 
it it didn't live up to expectations. Like he he could be good at it if he if he like actually takes it on as a permanent role and grows over time. But people weren't like they kind of walked away from it. Like ah, that wasn't as good as I thought it could be. So he kind of got the shit end shit end of the stick uh, because a lot of the hosts got two weeks. And he was on when they got one. And I noticed that the first week for the people who got two weeks, most of the two week people were really raw during their first week. And by the second week, they kind of got the flow. Yeah. And I think I will agree that I did watch him, the bar, and he was awkward because he was, it's almost like he was trying too hard. Um, I don't know. It's, it, I guess it's like if you're an established actor or performer that then is now doing something like a game show host. I just feel like inherently you're not going to be fantastic at it unless you really put a lot of uh, unless you take a lot of time to really hone your skills in. Whereas someone like you know Aaron Rodgers who has literally no aspirations to do anything like that. You know, he was so chill. It was amazing. I was like, I'm relaxed by this. I might actually watch football now. He's uh, <laughs> just so relaxing. Yeah, I mean, and, can, I mean, you talk about athletes. I mean, the retired athletes always go off and then like become commentators yeah. or radio hosts, and some do really well at it, and others are just awful. But he was also funny because like during like sports questions when it would like come up with football and they didn't get it, he'd be like, oh, come like, really? <laughs> like it, it was funny. And yeah. like, and I, I'm not saying LeVar did bad. I'm saying he, I think what he did was he, he did it his own way, which is fine. It's something different. But I don't think it worked for Jeopardy. I think it would work more for like, like, I feel bad saying this, but like a children's program. Like the tonality that he had was just so like fun and loving and it just didn't work with Jeopardy and I don't know. Well, I don't exactly know what I'm saying, but I know I'm just talking. Well, so. don't, don't forget. Don't forget with LeVar Burton, we had this growing up. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. And I'm playing the whole damn theme song, by the way. Friends to know and ways to grow. A reading rainbow. damn right with perfection and that's the thing is he added like the way that he spoke was very like he seemed like he was having a really fun time yeah and that's not anything bad but when you're like saying like like too excited kind of you know like instead of just like being like i don't know i don't really know what i'm saying anymore but i I'm sure somebody out there is like, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And I'm like, good, because I don't fucking know. Well, you know, basically like this person went down to the river to play, you know, yeah. like instead of like this person went down to the river to play. 
like there's two different deliveries and one of them fits jeopardy and one of them again he didn't have time to really adjust so he did get the shit end of the stick uh let me let me just switch gears because you're talking about louis ck and this came up about a week ago really quickly according to the hollywood reporter louis ck's latest comeback an oddly normal night of off-color comedy oh he played at madison square garden and the reception was warm I, did you watch his special last year? No. I I paid for it and I was like, okay, yeah, this is something. He admitted, he came out guns blazing. He said, hey, how's everybody doing? Did anybody get in massive trouble last year? <laughs> like he was like, he owned it. Yeah. Which, I mean, which is fine. I mean, as long as he doesn't keep doing what he was doing before. Yeah, but it's that's always going to have a black mark on his on his career. Like if he, I would be very surprised if he got anything like um, what was that? Was it Pets or Secret Life of Pets? Because remember he Secret was Life. yeah he was the lead in the first one. I'd be surprised if he ever gets anything like that again. But if if he can sell out Madison Square Garden multiple nights, then you know stick to that. I really like this show, Louie. I really was sad that they took that away from him. They took away everything from him. His his and, shows were good, man. His TV shows yeah. were good. Yeah, he was funny. I used to listen to him on Opie and Anthony all the time. One of the times I went in to XM just to hang out on the show, he was there, and he was nice. He was nice to everybody. But here's my problem with that is the fact that there are men who have done worse than he's done, and they're still out there doing it. Yeah. And they're still out there like doing what their job is or so to speak. And my opinion, and I know I'm probably going to get some heat from this is, you know, at least he asked, you know, at least he asked, he used his powers to influence people, but other people haven't even asked. And they're still doing stuff and they're still on top. So all I'm saying about that is what the hell like that, you know, I know what I said was bad because I know, but it's just like, and and no point when am I saying like what CK did was fine and he didn't do anything wrong. I admit what he did was fucked up, but I'm saying that compared to somebody else who is still running free, who has never lost anything in their lives. You know, that's all I'm going to say about that and probably talk about it for probably 10 more minutes. Cause to undig this hole that I've dug myself into. Well, let's uh, regroup and uh, we can talk about things that are not so shitty. What is that? How's that sound? Good. <laughs> you 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 want to keep talking about shitty things? Well, I'll explain. Like this episode's a little different for me because we'll talk about it later. But I am hearing myself out of one ear because I I because I did things because I am vaccinated. So, oh, okay, so. yeah, yeah. Well, we can we can talk about that coming up. All right, stick around. We will be back. 
This podcast is hardly focused. Hey, one time I huffed Gorilla Glue, and that was a mistake because some of it got in my nostril. What are you buying? Check out the Hardly Focused web store for things you can wear and things you can stick on stop signs. What are you selling? We carry shirts, face masks, and stickers, all bearing the logo of our fine program. Get your Hardly Focused gear today at hardlyfocused.com slash store. <laughs> Thank you. This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. I could say something pretty inappropriate right now. Everybody, here we go. We are Hardly Focused. Jack Gill and Nate Fillers. You can get us at com. You can get us on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube at hardlyfocused.com slash YouTube. Uh, Nate, you went to a concert last night. Yes. And uh, the last time you went to a concert, you were actually... The, working. You were working. Was this your yeah. first post-pandemic concert, post-lockdown concert that you could actually just attend as a fan? Yes. Nice. Was, That's great. It was crazy, man. Who did you see? I saw, let's see, the Bronx. Uh, that were, they, they opened, I don't really know them. Okay. Uh, Rancid. Okay. And uh, Dropkick Murphys. Nice. Where, where um, was this? Was that outside at the Palladium? I've never okay. really been to an outside Palladium show. Uh, well, I mean, it's a fairly new venue, um, the Palladium Outdoors. Uh, that is something they just spun up in the last couple of years before COVID. Yeah. Uh, I think they only had like one full year there uh, doing outdoor shows, but now they're really, they're doing indoor shows too, but they're really hanging on the outdoors ones uh, yeah, while the weather's still nice. Safer, I, maybe? I don't know. We I don't mean, know. it's it's a lot. My understanding based on like what the CDC has said, it's a lot harder to transmit covid when you're outside as opposed to inside so yeah um i saw bright eyes there a couple of weeks ago um and it yeah was, and it was equally nice so it was, was it packed yes yeah that that was really strange because like the first show that i went to where i worked like yeah that had like that maybe like 100 or 200 you know i, I didn't count but like there was so many people at last night's show. It was like, holy shit. Mm. Like, you know, where you look everywhere you look and there's just a crowd. And it it was it was it was really nice. I, I still wore a mask. Um, I also um, got tested before I went to the show. Oh, that's good. And I, I got a negative result. Um, I really just wanted to wear the mask for peace of mind that's um, what i'm doing now it depends on where i am i i know it doesn't make any sense because logically speaking i am aware what masks do they protect others from me giving the virus to others not necessarily like others giving it to me however i do have some sort of comfort in knowing that there is some preventative measures there for myself um i got tested i got a negative so i knew i wasn't spreading to anybody but i found that when i go to shows um i went to a, a comedy show and i didn't wear a mask and i regretted it um just because i just had a lot of anxiety after where i was like i felt exposed and you know we've been 
completely we've been told for like a year about wearing masks and everything like that and how that keeps us safe and everything and it just feels so vulnerable now that it's like you don't need a mask of course now we've gone back to we need masks Mm. um it's just yeah yeah i really wish people understood that wearing masks and getting vaccinated i wish people would stop being selfish and realize yeah, I, that they're, 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 we're requesting to do these things not only to protect you, but to protect others. I think that's what really pisses me off is the, the other people or the, they don't realize that it's not about them. It's about us. Right. And I know, you know, people think they, well, people have their freedom to, you know, to not wear masks and not be vaccinated. But I feel that if you have that sort of mindset, then you should also not be able to, you know, it's kind of like a, let me, let me go backwards. If you're, if you go to, um, if you go to a community pool, sure. It's nice that you have a pool, but you have to follow the rules. You can't just do whatever you want. And I feel that way about what we're going through right now is yes, you don't have to wear a mask, but if you're not going to wear a mask, then you forfeit your right to be able to go to a grocery store or, you know, all these places where people are, you know, immunocompromised Mm -hmm. and they, if they get sick, they could die. Like I feel like, Yes, you do have your rights, but you are giving up something in return for that. And I know that kind of defeats the purpose of freedom, but I think there's a difference between there being rules to protect people and people being free. Because, I mean, you can own a gun, but you can't go around shooting the gun wherever you fucking want. Like, there are rules with your freedom. It doesn't mean that it's not freedom. It just means you have to be considerate of other people. And I think people are forgetting that. I have just been taking uh, I guess I should say that I am I mean, I'm a narcissist, right? (laughs) You said it. I'm I'm more of like, I'm more of a pessimist. I I just, I think it's great when I see people on on Facebook, uh, people that I'm friends with or people with whom I associate who are against the vaccine and they're posting about how they uh, have to sell concert tickets or they can't go to like their favorite restaurants now because like the vaccine is required. And they're they're like, well, I can't do anything. I can't have fun now mm. because I don't want to get the vaccine. I'm like, well, OK, that's yeah. your problem that's that's all on you you want to be able to do all this stuff follow the rules i mean to me what it sounds like when they say that is like what's the point of going to a community pool if you can't pee in it Ugh. yeah you want you want to pee in water go to the ocean yeah go, go there so it really and and i there's a lot of misinformation going out there and that oh, yeah. sucks because like people are using misinformation against our own argument like saying that all the things that we just said aren't true and we don't really know what's true but here's the thing is if you 
if there's even a chance that masks protect other people, why not do it? Yeah. Instead of being like, no, because they're bullshit. It's like, okay, then seatbelts are bullshit too, I guess. Um, Like the same kind of concept that keeps you safe and keeps you from flying into other people. Um, well, as of Monday, uh, there's a very high likelihood that the FDA is going to authorize, fully authorize the use of the Pfizer vaccine, which is really So we big. can just go up to people and be like... <laughs> yeah, that's really big news because now that means... <laughs> Um, with it now not being under an emergency use authorization, with it actually now being a, a fully authorized vaccine, that companies and institutions now can mandate getting it. And people, you know, they have uh, little, uh, I don't know if recourse is the right term to use, but like, uh, because in the past, people are like, well, you can't do that because it's only under emergency use. It's not a real thing. Like, well, once it becomes legit, once it becomes like an actual fully authorized uh, vaccine, that's it. Companies can, can without any, you know, no holds barred. But is that just here or is that because everywhere? Because like I, I hear like people, places like Florida and Texas are like suing schools because they're requiring students to wear masks i mean that makes no sense at all but i mean think of the two states you just said florida of course yeah i mean there's i'm just saying yeah they're they're they're, both those states are run by just complete imbeciles who deserve everything they're getting having happened to them um that that's just stupid like i see this people give charlie baker a lot of shit yeah one of the highest vaccination rates in the country. We we haven't had to go, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had to go back in the lockdown. We're not, I mean, I know like towns, individual towns around Massachusetts are imposing mask mandates, which is fine because the Delta variant, you know, yeah. is, is doing its shit. But otherwise, we're in a much better spot than our states because we're not fucking around and we're not threatening people when they're like, oh, well, I want to wear a mask because I, I, uh, you know, I want to play it safe. And the response is, you know, having a proverbial gun held to your head. Like, no, you will not wear a mask and you will like it. It doesn't make sense. Like just suing schools because they want to force kids to wear safe stuff. It's a power, it's a power trip. It's just, it is, it is. But, uh, yeah, I guess the whole fact that, uh, Massachusetts is doing knock on wood. Okay. Kind of gave me peace of mind last night, and you know it was it was refreshing. Uh, it's but it's still like a learned thing to yeah. be in like a big space, and especially when I you haven't done wear, it for so long. Yeah, and having not done it for so long, I forgot to wear earplugs, <laughs> and so I have massive tinnitus in my left ear. All I can hear is this really loud screeching sound. Yeah. And that's probably why I'm a little bit off my game a little bit. It's a little off-putting to be like constant screaming in your ear. And also it feels like there's, it feels like my ear needs to pop. And also it is screaming. I, so depending on the concert I go to, I'll get that. 
and it will last a few days. But you know, I've I've had it happen enough now that I I have like, you know, permanent tinnitus, right? Like it's it's. I mean, let's yeah. tinnitus is permanent no matter what. Like it's it's just. As as long as I keep abusing myself, it's going to be there and it's just going to get worse. But the the absolute worst, the permanent hearing damage I suffered was thanks to Jesus and Mary Chain. That's because they played a very small venue and I stood right next to the speakers and it was just yeah. the it, it was just like it it was so goddamn loud and I'm like it hurt afterwards. Like I wish I brought earplugs. When I saw my bloody Valentine, I knew going into that it was gonna be loud. And I they actually give out earplugs. As you're walking, oh yeah, the show. that's cool. Yeah, because they know. <laughs> I tried to look for them, but like I think they were. It was un. I wasn't sure if they were at certain merch tables, and there were huge lines, and it was just like I'm not gonna wait in line to find out this. This isn't the place for. Well, it's actually. So I, it's funny you say because when I saw Bright Eyes, they were giving out free earplugs. I should have just asked, but. You should have just gone to just a CVS like right down the street. You could have walked in. Oh, I should have. Yeah, like but five I've, bucks. <laughs> I've already entered and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like I figured it's outside. Like, you know, you can keep your distance and it's not going to be that loud. Uh, but I was kind of far away and it still obviously still did damage. But I mean, I could still see the stage pretty well. I would say I was probably like. 50 yards away so decent but you know not in the back yeah um and of course they they pump the speakers but i didn't feel at the time that it was gonna be painful and it's not painful it's just off-putting and usually i wear i usually wear ear earplugs so whoops well i'm glad it was fun I'm glad you went. I'm glad you had fun. Um, you know, let's enjoy having live music again while we can have it. That was, it was, yeah, it's so nice. And you did something last night. I did. I went to a wedding for a uh, coworker and uh, I saw a, it was, a, it was a, the venue was, it, they did everything like, largely outdoors um i will say i like there i don't I, I think i saw maybe like a handful of people wearing masks i didn't wear a mask but i i um uh i i also don't think there was a, a mandate in place like you know you had to be vaccinated to attend but uh i don't know i just i had sort of this because there are a lot of folks i was with who i know are vaccinated yeah. Uh, and I and I'm also pretty sure that um, the bride and groom don't associate themselves with people who are against that sort of thing. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was good. It was I saw a lot of coworkers, uh, especially some that I haven't seen since before the pandemic started, before the lockdowns happened. It was just really good to be around people. And uh, this is obviously the first wedding I've been to since the pandemic started. Uh, I'm happy that they were able to do it. Picked a great day for it, too. Like right before this hurricane hit, of course. So uh, I'm very happy for them, uh, and it was a, it was a great time. And uh, at one point, like we're sitting at the, we're sitting at the tables at the um, at the reception, and I noticed they had uh, like the centerpiece, but I don't know if these were like considered favors, but they had uh, a basket 
at every table a basket full of face masks and hand sanitizer. Huh. Oh, that's cool. And I like I picked it up. I'm like, did they 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 gave us face masks? And someone's someone joking and he's like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the centerpiece. You can win them. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and then I, I'm I'm looking. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And all of a sudden I yell, too bad COVID's a myth. <laughs> Oh my god. I might as well have just yelled fire (laughs) in a crowded room because people turned and looked at me. (laughs) And I was sitting next to my boss who just fucking burst out laughing. Uh her and I were also wearing the same exact shoes. We did not plan that at all. Um, but her husband (laughs) her husband just loses it. He's like He's like, you not only you just took the grenade, you pulled the pin and you hucked it over your shoulder. And then I like I looked around and there were a couple of people sitting at our table who like they they knew of me. They were like the spouses. Uh, they knew of me, but they just met me that night. And I immediately go, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm vaccinated. Oh, God, I forgot. There are people here that don't know me. Oh, that's that's funny. <laughs> oh, but see, man. that's 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 different. Yeah. Because, you, you know. Cause there's comedy in that <laughs> you set up because like, I, in my, cause going back to what we were talking about, you, if you create like a situation like that, you can make somebody uncomfortable, but then you can release it, you know, like, and that's where you get comedy is where you get like, Oh, okay. Ha. You know? Right. So that was, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, because you got a reaction and then you got everybody. Yeah, that's. that was also one of those things where when I said it, 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 it took me it took me back to see how many people heard me. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where you probably didn't expect to be heard by yeah. that many. Like almost like when the record stops and there's a brief moment of silence and you say something stupid and you're like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. The, the perfectly timed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, pretty much when I when I yelled that this happened. <laughs> so, did uh, anybody say anything about it? No, because I, like when I noticed everyone was looking at me outside, I was like, "I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm vaccinated, I'm va-. like I was like really trying hard to, to cover my ass, and uh, everyone was just like, "Oh, okay, whatever," and just went on doing their own thing. So, okay, um, I did not cause a riot. Okay, cool. Like I can imagine the panic that you felt because you're like, uh oh, where we were sitting, (laughs) the people who were within earshot were largely coworkers. So they knew like, oh, it's just Jack, you know? Yeah. But like I said, there were the spouses there who had, you know, never met me before. And to be clear, I'm like, I'm kidding. I'm a jokester. I'm 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 uh, being edgy. It was a jape. It's a jape. (laughs) I declare it to be the most whimsical jape of the season. (laughs) Um, but, uh, the, uh, uh, lady who was getting married to at, at work, she's our, um, she's sort of like our IT person. She helps like if, uh, you know, passwords need resetting or what have you. And, uh, uh, when she was making the rounds and came to our table, I immediately went to her. I'm like, can you help me? I'm locked out of my two factor. <laughs> and and we're just looking at me like, go fuck yourself, dude. It's her wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that was a good time though. Like, like I said, I mean, yeah, we, no, no one was really masked up. Um, but at the same time, you know, we were outdoors. Um, you know, you, I, I believe, uh, anyone who's anti 
vax or or legitimately believes covid is a myth probably wasn't invited and uh yeah it was a good time it was it was a really good time it was just nice to be around humans again it was really nice to celebrate and it it was all smiles everyone was in a great mood uh open bar the whole time that was nice uh i should have specified well you know long long ago that i'm a wee bit hungover today so wow (laughs) i don't think you'd notice but uh oh yeah few a few too many whiskey sours I, I I have an earbud in this ear just to prevent any sounds from upsetting the tinnitus. Yeah. So yeah, that's why we're both off of our game today. I th- I mean I uh, I think we're killing it though. <laughs> High five. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm uh, uh, off my game so much as this is a um, uh, normal <laughs> normal I installment mean, of the podcast for me. Yeah, me too. I just feel I always say that when I realize that I've said a lot of things that I haven't like memorized, like I haven't kept track of. So I'm like, I've said a lot of things today and I don't remember what any of it is. So I'm just going to say that I'm rambling. Sure. To save my ass. Well, can we talk about, is it, we shift gears here. Sure. Um, you sent me this, and I actually really want to watch this, from ladbible.com. Yeah. Woman told her guardian angel back tattoo looks rude. Have you seen it? or No, this is, is your first reaction. This is my first reaction. So um, let me see if I can do the screen share here. Uh, Excellent. And here's uh, the TikTok video. Why don't we just... Go into it. What do you say? Go for it. Okay, let me let me just preface the article here. Uh, this is the moment a woman showed the world her new guardian angel tattoo. Although people have mistaken the striking image for something very different. All right, here we go. Well, first there's an ad. Do you like s'mores? We make s'mores affordable. S'mores. Yo, ever heard of Jerkmate? <laughs> uh can i skip this stupid ad no i Do love you- being on this phone and i get points for being on the phone you could get points if you are on the phone so download this app does tiktok uh have ads um it has sponsored things okay. so kind of yeah all right i don't use uh i don't use tiktok so um i'm uh largely unfamiliar so it's 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 similar to like facebook when you scroll and it says like sponsored this this thing that fucking ad was longer than the video god are you kidding all right here we go this is like 11 seconds long that that ad had to have been at least 30 okay here we go oh jeez oh no it's a good joke it's a great joke even but i need you to stop anyway (laughs) can i replay that (laughs) wow wait let's go back here what what, what does that say uh when someone says your new tattoo looks like a girl eating ass ah it does what was it it supposed to be it's supposed to be her hugging a guardian angel and no. like, there's no angel there so it's just like her hugging and like the shoulder kind of looks like part of the the butt oh girl like, no just, that is that is some analingus happening yeah 
It, oh boy. It, hopefully it gets fixable, but it a hundred percent looks like that. I'm so sorry to her, but yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> That's why I don't get tattoos. I mean, at least when you have the design, uh, have someone check it and like confirm what, what does this look like to you? Like if it's text, have someone else check and make sure the thing is spelled correctly for something like this. Make sure it looks like normal and that it makes sense. Because the first thing I'm going to say when I look at this is that's uh, that, that's Brian Williams's daughter getting eaten out on whatever that show was that she was on. I don't remember the name. She was on some show. Huh? Um, Allison Williams, I think it was. And like big claim to fame is like either she's like eating some chick out from behind or vice versa. That's my immediate thought when I see this. Yeah. So my new thing is if like, if I have a design or anything like that, or let's make it even more like something people can relate to. Uh, Cause I couldn't think of the word relatable. Huh? Uh, <laughs> when I have something on my face or my beard, fucking tell me. Like, you're not being confrontational. You're fucking saving my life. And if I'm going to get a tattoo that looks like that, you should probably say something. Uh, oh, girls. It was the show Girls. Um, and she was on the receiving end. That's what what show was this? It's called Girls. It had uh, Lena Dunham. Was this like a Pornhub show? Like, what the hell? <laughs> a Pornhub show. I think it was on, uh, was it on HBO? Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Um, da, 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 da. They do some. Yeah, it was on HBO. Sexual things on there. Yeah, it was on for six seasons. Lena Dunham, Allison Williams, Adam Driver. Okay. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch this again. Hold on. Here, one more time. Listen, it's a good joke. It's a great joke, even. But I need you to stop anyway. <laughs> yep. Uh, peer how review. Did, peer review. I don't know how you. Because I can't not see it. That's I don't what know I, how yeah. you look at that and think like it's a. It's a guardian angel. Like, why don't you just throw an angel then? Wings. Or something. Throw some wings down there. At least then you could maybe pass it off as, uh, you know, a chick eating out an angel. I, I guess, yeah. Or just straight up say, I got a tattoo of uh, uh, whoever was eating out Allison Williams on Girls because I'm a real big fan of Girls. Yeah. Love that show. It should, And maybe that's what the thing on top says. I can't it, read it. It's, uh, it says something. If I remember correctly, that uh, Allison Williams' sex scene on, on Girls happened like right around the time Brian Williams was called out for lying about everything. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. So it was, uh, you know, kind of, <laughs> they're, they're keeping controversy within the family. It appeared. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, I, if it, you help your bros out and you're, you know, sisters whatever just whatever everybody help your friends out if they're gonna get a tattoo and it looks 
bad, then fucking I, tell them. If they have something in their teeth, then tell them. If they have a booger in their nose, tell them. I have a tattoo that I, I like, and I'm, I'm happy I got it. I just, it, it's like a little bigger than I would have liked. It's the, the one that's on my uh, shoulder here, the Isley, the Isley logo. And uh, I, I wanted it to be like maybe half the size, and I didn't really think about it until it was uh, done. And looking at it, I'm like, holy shit, that's big. But I don't care. I love this tattoo. I love Isley. I love that band. But uh, now whenever I get tattoos done, I, I actually... I think back then I was just like really both nervous and excited and was like, yeah, let's do it. It looks great. Let's do it. Now I actually take the time to really check the design and make sure it's, uh, it's what I want and it's the size that I want it to be because, uh, tattoo artists especially are in no rush because they're the ones who are going to be held liable for a, uh, you know, a bad tattoo. Yeah. So, uh, I, when I got my Joy Division tattoo, my Lovell Terrace Apart tattoo, uh, like halfway through, one of the other artists walks by and just to be a dick, he was like, oh, hey, that looks really cool, but huh, you spelled love wrong. And both me and my artist had the same exact reaction. <laughs> and you then, know, he, and I, then he was like, oh, I was just, I'm just kidding. It looks great. It looks great. Everything's I still it. feel bad about talk radio meltdown. Like when I was like the T and the, cause I was studying graphic design and I was like the, like, what was it? I mean, that, that was also my very, very elementary uh, graphic design skills. I really haven't improved, but I think the uh, current iteration of the Harley Focus logo looks a lot better. It was like the L and the T, like there was a space, too much space in between. I was like, it looks like it says Mel Town. Oh, uh, I fucking went out when we were on WBOS. I, it was about a year before someone pointed out to me that I fucking typoed the logo i was like i had this really cool logo that i was proud of and then someone was like you know that it says talk radio metal down right I oh i was pissed I, oh <laughs> i was mad like it took that that long for someone to realize <laughs> i drive it's sometimes you don't see it like i mean even when you design it you don't see it yeah it's crazy how that works but it's unfortunate but just help somebody out they're yeah. getting, if they're making a bad decision, don't wait until other strangers tell them. Yeah. It, you like, can kindly just say, hey, you might get some. And I've done it. I've just been like, fuck it. I'm just going to say it. Like, uh, that looks kind of like a penis. I know someone who got a tattoo that they wanted to surprise all their friends by showing them that tattoo when they got it. The tattoo when they got it. And, uh, when they did, everyone looked at it like, it doesn't look good. And it had letters in it. And that person very clearly flinched when they were getting it done. And one of the letters looks like it's falling over. Oh, no. Uh, so, uh, yeah. that's On that note, watching those tattoos getting fixed is a cool show. Some people, you man, the cover up sometimes. Uh, uh, cool. It's awesome. One of my favorite cover ups is the really bad Pikachu that someone got, and the cover up was rather than cover up the the piece, a much better artist 
did a much better looking Pikachu painting a Pikachu oh, and the bad looking clever. one was on an easel and the, the new Pikachu was just kind of like looking at the proverbial camera with a big smile on its face, like proud of himself. Like, look, look oh, what I did. That's I'm cute. a painter. I did this. It's great. It's fantastic. Awesome. Oh, it's yeah. Awesome. I mean, it, it, it's also you get what you pay for, too. If someone's only charging, you know, 20 bucks an hour for a tattoo or not charging you at all, then. Uh, yeah. And I talked to a tattoo artist about this and I, I get it where they I get their perspective. It's like, it's not really up to them to like, to limit what they do or to like, I don't know, like, what would you call it? Like limit what people do censor or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Like, yeah. 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 It's not really because I was like, do you let people get tattoos name on? And it's like, yeah, dude, it's their body. Yeah. Like I let them get it's like their choice. Yeah. Tattoo artists like, typically, you know, they like to get paid. So they will do, you know, what the, the client wants. The artist can uh, uh, absolutely call out, you know, something that doesn't look right because they're like, hey, yeah, it is your body. I mean, if you if you really want to have no regrets tata- tattooed on you. Wow. The word of the day for Jack Gill is Tattoos. tattoo. 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 Remember Tattoos. tattoo? Wasn't that the, the girl, the the girl group from the Russian like, band or something? Yeah. All the things she said. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. T-A-T-U. Um, yeah, it's like if you want to get no regrets on you, but you spelled regrets wrong, like, you know, if I were a tattooer, I'd be like, hey, I just want you, I want you to know you misspelled regrets. Uh you know what you want on here i will do it for you i just want you to know it is not spelled correctly are you it's it's like a you know if, if it were me i'd be like a computer i just i'm going to keep asking you are you sure you want to do this are you positive you want to do this yeah if i was a tattoo artist i would be totally ocd all about it like are you sure that this I, is i might be thing? wrong but i feel like i actually when i got a piece done i actually had to sign something that had like a um, it was like sort of a photocopy with the design attached to it, and I had to sign. It was like, yeah, I I am affirming this is what I want done. Yeah, sort of like a liability waiver, if you will. Yeah, because sometimes they don't. They just like they just print it out on like a thing, don't they? And yeah, they just like t- do a temporary on you, and they, then they well, trace over the temporary. Yeah, they 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 print out the the template for it basically, and then that's what they, so, print, they post. I'm sure a lot of them don't even notice that it's spelled wrong. They're just like, I have to do this job. This is my job, and then copy and paste, and then you just do it. Right. And it's really not on them. It's whoever made the tattoo. Which, if they made the tattoo, then yeah, it's on them. If you, oh. yeah, like having a, ha, have a design, have an idea in mind. Don't just like walk up and say, uh, I want no regrets and expect the tattoo artist to have basic spelling skills. Yeah. I've been thinking of getting a cowboy bebop tattoo, but I keep nice. on like thinking like, nice. what if he doesn't come out right? Or like, what if it's weird? Like, uh, it's like on you forever. And it's just, uh, it's oh. weird. D- this was, I mean, I've talked to two different tattoo artists about the sleeve that, you know, has taken me about a decade to work on. Um, and both of them were, I was, I was kind of soliciting advice from them, opinions, and they didn't want to give me any, but I can understand why, because they didn't want to be, I guess they just didn't want to be like the influence and they didn't want to be the one to tell someone what they should or shouldn't do. Yeah. 
So, uh, cool. You know what? Why don't we forego the wrap up and uh, just uh, end it now? Yeah, I have to watch girls now. So <laughs> the show, right? You're not just gonna be looking out your window and yes, cat calling. Show. It was a joke about how. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Well. This was a very good uh, episode, Nate. Thank yeah, you for being fun. here. This was a really good time. I enjoyed Thanks all of the, the stuff that we talked about uh, from uh, pieces of shit to piece of shit tattoos. Ha! Ah. Wow. What a theme. Yeah. And rea- what, what, seriously, what a theme. Because we talked about uh, Breath yeah. of the Wild and the, how Korok sees are pieces of shit and then we talked about Mike Richards and then we're talking about the sheet <laughs> wow we did it high five claps all that's around. probably gonna be the name of this episode it's just piece of shit cause that's exactly what it was except for when yeah. I po- when I whenever I post the podcast episodes and there's profanity in them uh they actually censor out the profanity Oh, so okay. well, I don't. I have no control over that. Like that. Like yeah, you can post explicit content, but like you can't. You can't name your your podcast episode. Fuck. What about like POS? I could do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for for an hour and thirty minutes, we talked about point of sale systems. It's really important to have a unique point to sell. Is the point of sale technology efficient in twenty twenty one? No. That's what we talked about for uh, for now. Oh, by the way, this wedding I went to, the DJ, the wedding DJ. Oh, I totally had radio voice. The phrase that pays. Uh, That's really 90s. I kind of missed it. That's the part of the B-52s I can't stand. Uh, It literally sounded like this. It's the morning zoo. With the most music in the morning. Awesome. Let's give it up for the happy couple. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Uh, Nate, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Good luck with uh, the hurricane. Same. Be safe. And for the rest of you, uh, we will talk at you next time. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye. Goodbye.